Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Joan Pettit. And I'm Armando Luna. We're broadcasting from Portland, Oregon, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. This is the show where we bring you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. We cover bicycling, trains and transit, infrastructure, adventures, and today we talk with Ami Romani, Portland's newest cycling advocate. How's it going, Armando? Oh, it's going pretty good. It's uh, been a great summer so far. You have been riding your bike an awful lot. I have been riding my bike an awful lot. And on Saturday this past weekend, I, I rode the Clark County, right around Clark County, that's what it's called, here in, in Vancouver, Washington, right across the river from Portland. And is this part of prepping for the Swift Summit in addition to just being, this you know, is, a fun thing to do? Yeah, this is part of prepping for the Swift Summit. I wanted, I needed a long ride to do. It was actually really funny. I, I was planning on um, riding... Uh, the Springwater Corridor, which is a, a trail here in Portland that goes out. It's about, I think, 40 miles total if you go end to end, and you know, back and forth, um, something like that. I'm like, I, I should probably do that this Saturday. No, wait, <laughs> they're right around Clark County. Is <laughs> oh, so you just signed up for one of these organized rides at the last minute. So no, no, I, no, I had been, no, I had already signed up for it, you know, while, <laughs> while, while, while I just, I, I, was, um, I was losing track of the weekends of which weekend was which. And I didn't realize that it was this, this past weekend was the 24th already. So I'm like, oh, I guess I don't need to do that Springwater Corridor ride. <laughs> I look. I don't know that you know the answer to this question, but do you know how many pedal palooza rides you've done this summer? I don't. I haven't been really keeping track. I, I'm keeping track of my daily rides on Strava, and if I do a pedal palooza ride, I usually name it the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes my Strava doesn't record, or and, you know, it doesn't always happen. So I could probably go to my Strava and see how many rides. Um, I don't know. 30, I'm going to guess 30? 8 million. <laughs> yeah, 30, 35, something yeah, like that. Yeah, you've done a lot. It's great. It's great. And yeah. I, um, yeah, I've been, it's, you are approaching, um, you are approaching Pedalpalooza with the zeal of somebody who loves to bike and is extroverted and didn't have Pedalpalooza <laughs> last summer. <laughs> totally. Well, and the other thing, I'm, I'm really, I'm going to knock on wood when I say this, I'm really concerned that tomorrow we're going to wake up on fire and smoky mm -hmm. skies and that will be the end of that you know yeah right because last year uh yeah the later we go in the season the more likely it is i know i'm i'm kind of i'm prepping for well i should i i was going to say i'm prepping for for fire season but really i'm prepping for smoke i am i would not say that i am uh, prepped for like a quick evacuation, which, you know, that could, that could happen. I was at my, um, was getting my haircut a week ago and the person who cuts my hair, Marty, uh, Marty Palin, she's fantastic. She has rainbow <laughs> hair. Uh, she has her salon in her house and the house two doors down was on fire oh my like, while I was there. It was like, I don't know. I didn't find out from her what happened, but like the fire department came out and I was just like, it was really scary. And I started thinking, you know, I'm doing this prep, like as if there's going to be smoke, like I'm thinking about air filters and painters tape to seal, seal the window and making sure I have, um, 
yeah, not just uh, like like good furnace filters, like the Merv 13 furnace filters, but I realized that I don't really have like a go bag if like, you know, one of that, I mean, I'm in a house, in a neighborhood full of wood houses. So right. that's something that, you know, that's cheery, but you're right. So let's get out and enjoy the, the summer while, well, while I- we can. Well, you know, I think I always think about that the go bag and people. What are people going to do? They get the go bag. What are they going to do? They're going to get in their car and they're going to go. And they're where they're going to go? They're going to go to I five or I eighty four, and then everybody will be on I five or I eighty four, and then you'll be sitting in a car <laughs> stuck on the interstates. I don't know. I just yeah, I you know, but sometimes your go bag is just actually. So there actually was several years ago a fire in my neighborhood. Um, and we did leave the house in the middle of the night. Um, so oh, wow. I don't know why I'm not prepared for that. But that had nothing to do with fire season. That was a case of, like, somebody breaking into an um, in-construction building, right? right? Like, I don't know if they were squatting or what. But, um, yeah, and uh, so the kinds of things I – so so we didn't – we just went down. Well, actually, it was a dream for my younger kid. I don't remember how old he was, but we got out of the house. I was the only one who had had time to change. I mean, my dog was, like – barking at the window because he heard the noise and I looked out the window and there were just like flames in the air. It was really scary. But my, uh, my neighbors who have kids were leaving and they were, they asked if my, they, my kid was good friends with their kids. So they asked if he wanted to go. So, so they went and they went to like voodoo donuts. at (laughs) And this, my kid still thinks of this as like, one of the best things, a <laughs> highlight of his young life. Whereas like my ex-husband and my older kid and I just like went and hung out at the neighbors for a few hours like, with the dog. Like it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So I think of a go bag is just like, what are the papers that it would be really, maybe we should have somebody on to talk about oh, disaster yeah. prep or something like that. But just thinking about the things that would be really <laughs> difficult or complicated to right. replace, you know, basic ID stuff. But that's not what we were going to talk about. We were going to talk about <laughs> maximizing our summer weather while there we go. we're not in the middle of a heat wave and before the smoke is here. So, you know, the pedal Palooza rides have been a little bit smaller, which uh, I haven't seen as many people that I know. I haven't done a ton, but I... Um, have kind of appreciated that. I'm oh, I'm really looking forward to on Tuesday, August second. I think uh, our friend Aaron Brown is organizing the taco ride in North Portland. The North Portland taco ride. I'm excited that, for that. Is that this week? No, it's a week from. Oh, okay. Well, as we're recording, it's a week and a half away. Okay. Uh, a week away. All right. I don't know if this will be out before then. I haven't. I haven't found as many that I wanna. That I've been. I haven't been doing any of the late night ones. But we mm-hmm. did the champagne ride. That yeah, was really fun. That was super fun. I posted some photos of the, of you and I all dressed up. Um, yeah, they were so. awesome. <laughs> they were really good pictures. I yeah. had more. I, that so I, I, that I, I wore I wore a tuxedo top and shirt and tie and but I didn't. I had on my regular shorts, but I did wear my my patent leather black tux, tuxedo you did. shoes and, and your hair and was all socks. glossy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I used product in it to keep it back. So. Did you? That's what I did. That's yeah. why. Well, I um, <laughs> and I had on this uh, dress I bought a few years ago for Pedal Palooza, and uh, it basically I went to Goodwill and tried on a bunch of like old prom dresses and bridesmaids dresses. So I had on this like, 
I guess it was an old bridesmaid dress, this long green sleeveless dress that, uh, and I got some very approving nods. Like uh, <laughs> one person came over and was like floor length. <laughs> On your bike. Yeah, it is kind of hard. You have to like, you know, pull up. Like there's this whole thing where you can basically pull the skirt up and then like put like a hairband around it while right, you're right. riding your bike. But but that was really nice to drink some, you know. Uh, you had actual glasses, <laughs> like made oh out my of gosh. glass. I did. I had plastic champagne glasses, and we went out went out to the river, stood by the river. Everybody, a lot of people were dressed up. It was pretty fun. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah, there just yeah. there was a DJ down by the river, and so yeah, I was not expecting that. Everybody was that. dancing. Yeah. I mean, not that it was part of the ride, but just happened to be um, there. Yeah. So, you know, lately, uh, I've, so I've been riding a little bit. I've ridden to work a couple times. I'm still working mostly from home, but that feels so nice to be riding to cool. work when I do. And um, I've also, this weekend, I did um, a new activity for the first time. I went uh, stand-up paddleboarding. Nice. So in the Willamette River I, or a lake? Uh, I guess it would have been the Columbia. Oh, so Columbia, my okay. uh, my friend Matthew and I went out to. So we drove. So this is the part that I have to figure out how to do this without including driving. So we drove out to um, Scapoose Bay, which is out on the Columbia, oh, yeah. like northwest of Portland, and we rented these because I've never done. I mean, from a lot of my friends from when I was a raft guide, uh, you know, I guess people call it SUP, S-U-P, but I don't, mm -hmm. I have a hard time saying that. But a lot of my friends from that time uh, st do stand up paddle boarding and I've never given it a try. So we went out there and it was really nice to be on the river. I was joking around that it was boat month because um, we've been talking about trying to, you know, uh, get in kayaks and canoes and all sorts of different things but i think i might go up go stand up paddle boarding again it was really i mean i don't want to say we we only did it for like i don't know 45 minutes or an hour so it's not like it was like this phenomenal workout but for the first time trying something it was really great it was nice to, it's a really pretty spot out there it's really nice to be on the water um in uh in my sun hoodie as i've been talking about <laughs> i've been wearing like lots of the sun has really been beating down so i'm trying to keep my skin covered but yeah it was really fun it was really nice to do that be outside in a different sort of way so now i'm thinking about like okay so if i got one of these things and i put it in my bike trailer you know like you can get inflatable ones mm -hmm. or maybe there's a way i know people have ways of carrying boats on their bikes so that's been fun to think about too i don't know if i would ride up to scapoose bay with a bike trailer though no, but I could ride to like the Willamette, yeah. which is a mile away. <laughs> It'd be a little far to walk with a board. I'm not that close to the river, but I am very close. I just don't know. I'd have to figure out like where to put in and right. all that. So, well, there was a uh, there was a gentleman that used to um, bring his bike and board to go by bike and park it there. He was an employee at OHSU, and so he would he would actually would commute across the river um, with his. I think he had a kayak, though. He didn't have a, a stand-up paddleboard. Um, and he, so he would, and then he would, like, basically paddle from there. And, or was he, was he using his bike as the shuttle? Or, like. I think, I think he went, he parked on one side of the river, kayaked over, brought his kayak to go by bike, and then would reverse it on the way home. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know where yeah. he parked his bike at on the other side of the river, though. So is it is go by bike going to become go by kayak? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it could go by go by boat. <laughs> it's our guest. What a treat! Thanks for having me. Um, my name's Hami Hami Ramani. Um, I. Uh, I'm relatively new to Portland. Uh, my wife and I moved here um, at the very end of October 2020, so kind of in the heart of a bad time in a pandemic, <laughs> which is not over. Um, we're in better times now. But, uh, yeah, we moved from San Diego, California, and we moved in large part uh, because of uh, bicycling. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Um, my wife, uh, Mia, who, um, I'll probably mention a lot, <laughs> Okay. Uh, partly because, uh, she's the one who really kind of, um, reinvigorated my interest in, in bicycling uh, a while ago. Um, uh, you know, we were, we were biking in San Diego, um, as much as we could, but the infrastructure, as many people know, in Southern California is just not, uh, very good. It's not very hospitable to to folks trying to get around on everyday journeys mm-hmm. so you know I, I think what what really happened was um we took a trip to copenhagen in the summer of uh, 2019 um it, it was mainly to visit my grandparents who live in stockholm actually um and uh mia and i uh, hung out in copenhagen for four days or so and you know, did the Copenhagen thing. We biked around and uh, it was uh, incredible. And um, while I, yeah, I think theoretically understood what it was to bike in those kinds of cities, I learned through experience how amazing it is. And so I think that really helped push us toward uh living in a place that is more hospitable to, to folks biking. Um, and, uh, that kind of commenced our journey to, to moving out of San Diego to somewhere else. And then the pandemic hit and, you know, as, as some people did, uh, I think it, it inspired us even further to move, uh, to change our, 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 I wouldn't say lifestyle so much, but the people who we were around and, 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 and the supportive, uh, um, infrastructure, uh, around us. So, so that's kind of the most immediate thing about me. I've moved around a lot. Um, I was born in Iran. I, um, moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania when I was 10 with my parents, we emigrated there and, um, uh, you know, even in Pittsburgh, we moved around, um, and then eventually I found my way to, to California, to, uh, Northern California and went to medical school there. That's where I met my wife and that's where we biked, started biking. And so, uh, that's how the journey began for me. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I don't want to, I don't want to ramble on too much about it, but that's, that's kind of the gist of my, my past. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, I, I, so the most of I, I know of you is from Twitter. I met you on Twitter, and then I met you in real life. Um, but I think I remember, uh, I think I remember you posting before you moved to Portland. Were you posting on Twitter about Portland things? 
Um, I, I, I don't know if I was posting about Portland things. I was certainly posting um, about, you know, climate change. And, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I thought uh, I started following you before you moved here, because I think I remember you saying, oh, I'm moving to Portland. I'm like, oh, cool. That's This is an awesome person to have moved to Portland. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I asked some questions. Um, I, I, I found out about Bike Cloud, um, and so I started attending their meetings virtually. Okay. Um, so it was kind of fortuitous that they were meeting virtually, so I could do that. Um and that was really excellent. Uh, of course, followed by Portland. So I think I started asking questions about, oh, um, routes to take mm -hmm. and, um, uh, you know, what to wear in the wintertime, that kind of thing. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I, I like it that you're uh, a recent transplant to Portland. And I mean, you haven't even been here a year yet, but I like how you seem very organized and you, you seem very... Um, excited about cycling in portland which is good i mean people people i think appreciate that uh for anybody but especially new folks that come and you know hey i love cycling let's make it safer let's do something about it and that's that's what your post uh that's how i see your posts anyway thanks yeah i mean i i i think i think that's right um uh one thing that uh really matters to me is is not just living with what we have, um, but making the place that we live as, as great as it can be. Um, you know, uh, when, when we lived in San Diego, I thought, well, San Diego could be the best bicycling city in the world. I mean, we got the weather and, you know, all that stuff. Um, but the culture just wasn't there. And I, I you know, while I was there, I was pushing a lot. Um, and I gotta say now, um, San Diego's is, is much, uh, much better with regard to bicycling culture. Um, there, there are, there, there's a, a decent group of people who are really dedicated to making it, um, safer. Unfortunately, not to get off topic, but, um, in the past month or so, I think there've been four or five deaths in San Diego County, um, of people on bicycles. So they have a long way to go. And so, uh, you know, when we moved to Portland, um, I knew that it was one of the best places in the country. And so when I started writing, when we started writing, it, it, it did feel very nice um, as far as uh, connectivity goes. But I think we soon realized, uh, well, we, you know, it's not as good as it can be, you know? Um, and so that's where my inspiration comes from. Sometimes maybe it's a little bit, you know, <laughs> forward, uh, <laughs> but that, you know, that I, I re really think we can make this place the best in this country, uh, and one of the best in the world. Cool. So, uh, so from that talk about, um, your organization, like even before Petapalooza of the farmer's market rides that you've been leading. Thanks. Yeah. Um, well, you know, again, uh, I told you, I mentioned my wife a lot. <laughs> um, you know, when, when we lived in uh, Vallejo, California, where we went to medical school, we would go to the farmer's market, often by bike, sometimes by bus. And um, so that's, uh, that was kind of the building of our relationship together. And so, you know, ever since then, we've 
gone to the farmer's market one way or another, wherever we've lived. And um, so it was just kind of natural that we'd come here and go to the farmer's market by bike. Mm -hmm. And so we started doing that last fall, um, soon after we moved here. And um, we had the great luck of meeting really, really awesome people in Portland, essentially through Twitter, frankly, uh, Twitter has made a lot of things possible. It's really interesting. And, you know, of course, uh, not always in a good way. As we know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so, um, the people that we met, uh, you know, I kind of put it out there to them. Hey, we, we, we go to the farmer's market if you want to join us. And this was in the heart of the pandemic, like I said, and of course the depths of winter. So it was, I think a way for people to do something get out of the house and, and be far enough away from each other to be safe. And mm -hmm. so that's, that's kind of how it started. And then, and then I started actually posting it on Twitter back in January. Um, and, um, we, we got a few more people, um, and it became this kind of weekly thing. It was weekly from the start. And, and, um, uh, I think it became a respite and uh kind of a safe haven for folks to to gather be together safely and um also to support the farmers and i i like to say the farmers makers and bakers because they're you know it's, <laughs> it's all of them uh and the makers i include musicians and all those things um and um of course when pedal palooza came along I, I i decided to post it as our weekly ride on pedal palooza so it's kind of swelled in, in that time, which is nice. Now we have 25 to 30 folks come in with kids and, you know, older adults. So it, it's got a nice range of folks as well. Um, so, so that, that's kind of the, the, the beginnings of it. Yeah. So I, so I finally got to go to one of your rides and, uh, it was sweet. It was really nice. It was exactly how you just described it. Um, a group of folks wanting to ride together to the farmer's market and, uh, it's not the ride I went on. It wasn't an, an extremely long ride, so it was very doable. And the pace was, you know, nice and I, I don't want I wouldn't say slow, but nice and comfortable, a comfortable pace. Um, so, yeah, that was really good. And uh, yeah, think. I think that's the goal, you know, is to make it so, so comfortable that basically anyone can can do it. Um, I mean, we've had a lot of people. Um, come out for the very first time uh, riding their bike or their first group ride ever, their first ride in Portland ever. So those, those things really give me heart. Um, and a lot of those people have come, a lot of those people have come back. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. And, and so that to me means, well, it, it's tapping into something, whatever it is for that individual or that group of people that thing is inspiring them to come back and be a part of this community. Yeah, I think on the ride that I attended, there was the uh, family with a, a young child that that was from San Diego then, and, you, and they had just happened to be from San Diego also and just moved here recently. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I remember them. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they were from a neighboring, actually neighboring city in San Diego County. But yeah, um, talking about San Diego, one of in the past two weeks, um, uh, there was a person who came, um, and he was wearing a bike SD shirt. That's the advocacy group there. 
And I said, oh, are, you, are you from San Diego? Uh, and, and he said, yeah, yeah. And, and I said, well, you look really familiar to me. <laughs> and, and it turned out uh, we lived a few blocks away from each other in oh, wow. San Diego. Yeah. And, and, um, and we had actually seen each other and I think even chatted a little bit. But again, San Diego didn't lend itself to this kind of community that we have here where you know, I, I see you, Armando. We're like riding around. You <laughs> right, know, like, exactly. <laughs> um, it just wasn't like that. So, I, I, sadly, I didn't get to build that relationship. But he was here on a you know vacation, and he comes here often. He went to university here. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, it, it had these spontaneous, beautiful moments have happened on these rides. Yeah, I think uh, one thing I like to think of Portland. And the way that you mentioned like meeting people on Twitter is the Portland biking, I'm going I'm to call it world, even you might want to call it the infrastructure, whatever, Portland, Portland biking world, you tend to meet the people that, especially if you know them on Twitter, you tend to meet them in real life in Portland. Because as big as Portland is, the biking portion of it is not that big. And you can meet the folks that, you know, you're friends with on Twitter and or other places you know and and it's fun it's fun commuting or doing your farmer's market ride or whatever and seeing people that you know i think on the way to the farmer's market ride that day i ran into another new friend of mine um on the way there so we got to say hi because you're on these roads you're not you know not in a car all boxed in you're on your bike and you're able to recognize people and and stop and say hi most definitely i think that is that um shared space uh safe space that that we have with each other i think that it kind of says it all about biking you know it's a it is such a um how do i say it? I, I don't want to say healthy it is healthy um it, it but it, it is just a it, I, I like to think of it as these kind of molecules you know we're just kind of bouncing around and we happen to see each other and we say hello and we <laughs> We, we go around each other's orbits and things and then we, we go off and do our own thing. And, and, and I think that's what, yeah, bicycling, bicycling really does provide that. I, yeah. Just last, I, I, so many stories. This past <laughs> ride on Saturday, we ran into another friend, acquaintance, whatever you want to call her, Emmy, uh, mm-hmm. who we ran into once before on one of these rides and she decided to join us just randomly while she was riding around and, so, you know, we just, you know, uh, it, it provides uh, um, a way to build this village, this community, so that we can also look out for each other, right? When you, I'm used to seeing you, I'm used to seeing Emmy, I'm used to seeing other folks. Then, you know, we see each other every now and then we know, okay, they're, they're doing okay, maybe, you know, they're, they're around, they're still doing the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whereas in a car, of course, yeah, you don't. You don't know. We're totally anonymous. So here's a question for you. Um, let me see if I can set it up. Uh, so where I work, we have go by bike. We have a, a bike valet that allows you to drive, ride your bike to work and park it in a valet. Somebody watches it, and then you come and retrieve it at the end of the day. And we have a lot of students and employees that use it. And a lot of them are, I would say, commuters. They're bicycle commuters. They get up, they ride their bike to work, they park it, they go to work or school, and then they get done and they get their bike and they ride home and then the end. 
So they're bicycle commuters. How do you think someone goes from being a bicycle commuter to someone that is enjoying a, a, a cycling lifestyle, a biking lifestyle? Let's put it that way. I, I think that is just a fantastic question. Um, and in fact, I think one of our neighbors here, a young person um, who uh, who is a bicycle commuter, is kind of exactly this person that I can imagine what you're talking about. Goes to work on a bike, does a thing at work, and then comes back. And they don't necessarily embody that that feeling of a bicycle lifestyle of, of this is the way I move about. Well, I think um, I think top two things that I can think of off the top of my head is safety. Mm -hmm. You got to feel safe. And then you also need to have a bicycling be convenient, uh, which I think involves infrastructure in different ways. It it means roads that are uh, connected streets that are connected that, um, um, where you, you know, if you make a right turn or a left turn, you know, you're going to be in a, in, on another bicycle path or a way to get around uh, safely. Um, it also means, I think just having bicycles that are easy to handle to that have places where you can put things and, um, locks that are easy to manipulate. And of course, bike parking. And so I think, those are two things that would help activate people. Um, and then it's the community aspect, which is, you know, they see you and I riding around and they get curious and they maybe, you know, ask, Hey, you know, what are you doing? Where are you going? Or, you know, that curiosity I haven't quite seen yet, honestly. And I live around a lot of young people actually here. Um, and I live in a sunny side neighborhood. Okay. Um, and it's been kind of interesting actually. It's one thing that I haven't figured out about Portland. Why is it that a lot of young people are not riding their bikes? And I think it should be everyone who's riding, but I feel like young people you know, usually form a large group of, of folks that, that do so. Um, so, uh, so how do, yeah, how do we, how do we get those folks out of cars and, and embodying the feeling, right? I think that's one of the things like this feeling of shared experience, shared space, comfort in, in knowing that you're safe and, and you're able to get around with a bicycle. Um, but I do think that infrastructure, to me, is really, really important. Uh, if we're about, if we're going to get those folks riding. So I consider you uh, an advocate, an advocate for safe streets, not not just necessarily cycling. Um, how how did you learn about being an advocate? How did you learn about infrastructure in, in cities, things like that? How how did you come about all of that? Um, I, you know, I think, I think it's just been interest, um, in, in the matter, uh, you know, I think once you live an experience, uh, you want to, if you want to be safe and, and effective, um, you learn about what that 
um, what the infrastructure around that experience is about. Right. So, um, so I think I just, I've done a lot of just my own reading, um, uh, probably social media has helped, honestly, um, just following different people, um, that are knowledgeable that, that really helps. And then I think, frankly, there's been an exponential rise in my knowledge moving to Portland. Um, there are just, uh, as you know, uh, an enormous number of advocates who are super knowledgeable. Um, and, um, I've really, I think my wife and I both have really benefited from talking to them and being around them and, and, and learning and, and just uh, Portland itself as a city, even though we're not where we need to be, I think, um, still has the, you know, the influence of PSU mm-hmm. and, you know, other, um, uh, other people, uh, who have helped the infrastructure, um, with regard to sustainable active transportation in the past. So I think that's really where my my knowledge has come from my inspiration too. Okay. Uh, yeah, it sort of happened sort of the same for me uh, when I moved here and started learning more about it. It's like, you know, the first thing you want to learn is if you're riding your bike, the first thing you learn, rules of the road. What are the rules of the road? You know, not just for drivers, but for cyclists, you know, how is it different? Learn those types of things. But uh, I agree, Portland is, um, and especially Portland State University has some great uh, urban studies programs and uh, they offer uh, uh, a transportation class that I, I took that years ago. You know, and I think they have it online now, so you can take it at any time or, or sign up for the, um, the next, the fall semester, usually is when they have it. But it's such a great class where you learn about Portland and the streets and the history of what happened where and why it happened, things like that. And I think that makes a lot of sense when you're trying to find out about how to make uh, your streets safer in your city. And then we also have, you know, um, it used to be called the Bicycle Transportation Alliance, and now they're called the Street Trust. So they're based here in Portland. Uh, and having that around and knowing people there and and then people uh, like the self-starting advocates like Bike Loud, you know, and uh, riding with those folks and volunteering with them. I like to volunteer for everybody, bike, bicycle stuff-wise. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's not... Uh, it's not just fun meeting them, but you know, you get to learn from them. Yeah. And I mean, I should also say that this Saturday rides have been a source too of, of a lot of knowledge because we, we, you know, we go sit, have a drink or a meal or something. And of course we talk about infrastructure mm-hmm. and, and biking and, you know, as normal people do. <laughs> and, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so it's been, it's been wonderful. It's, uh, it's a gift really. It's funny. My, uh, my next door neighbor is, uh, has lived here. I live in the Hollywood district of Portland and my next door neighbor, I call her the queen of Hollywood because she's been like the neighborhood association president before. And just, you know, she's been here, lived here for like 40 years or whatever. So she knows like the history of everything. And so she came up to me today. She came up to my porch and she's like, Hey, have you heard, did you get any information from Peabot about the speed bumps on 
Hancock that they're putting in? And I'm like, no, I didn't get that at all. He goes, well, I guess they, uh, they spoke at our, at the neighborhood association meeting and they're putting this in. And it's so funny that, you know, she knows like I'm probably one of the only people <laughs> on my street or, or in my block or in my neighborhood that uh, pays attention to things like that from P PBOT or ODOT or whatever. So she'll always come up to me and ask me. I'm like, no, I didn't get that. I didn't get the email about any of that. Because usually they send out the email list that they're doing work or something. <laughs> but she always she always comes up to me, hey, did you hear about this? I'm like, yeah, I did hear about that. Or no, I haven't heard about that yet. <laughs> yeah. No, I love I loved those conversations. You know, it, there's a lot more of that here, again, compared to anywhere else I've lived, for sure. Uh, I think people are more aware, by and large. But, uh, um, you know, which I, th I think it tells you a lot about the city itself, that there is a, a significant minority of people who uh, listen to what's happening, look out for Peabot's announcements and, <laughs> you, know, look, <laughs> you know, look at what government's doing and, and really try to be conscious of, of, of the changes that are happening, not in a NIMBY way, just in right. a, hey, we, we, need, we should be critical of, of the things that are going on in our city. So... It's it's really a nice thing that happens in Portland, I think. Uh, so I th talk about your bike. When I saw you on the uh, on the uh, farmers market ride, I believe you had a, a a Brompton. Is that correct? Is that your main bicycle? Do you have more it, than one bicycle? Yes, um, to all of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had a, a single speed I do I do I still have a single speed um, and I don't really frankly know a whole lot about bikes <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's fine I don't, I don't know like I don't know the names of things that well and um, but uh, anyway I, had, I have a single speed that um, I, I really enjoy riding um, but of course that's not the most practical bike so um, in San Diego, um, after our, our um, Copenhagen trip, um, my wife and I both got Faraday's e-assist bikes. Um, Faraday's no longer in business, uh, so uh, their bikes were on sale. So, so that was good. We got those, and that actually really helped out um, because our, our um, commute to work was eight to nine miles oh, each yeah. way. So, mm. and in San Diego, hilly ish and, you know, cars everywhere. So, uh, it helped in that regard. Um, and then when we moved to Portland, my work is actually in Hillsboro. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, it's about 15 miles. So, and it, as you know, there's no great way to get from here over the hills to Hillsboro and still survive. So, <laughs> Um, so, uh, I decided, well, I, I got to use the max, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, so I ride to, uh, goose hollow. I get on the max and I, I get off at Katama stop. Um, but I realized, well, I, I don't want to try to fit my big e-bike and I don't want to ride my single speed. So I, you know, I, a lot of people have told me about Bromptons and how cool they are, and, you know, really um, efficient bikes. <clears throat> and so I decided to get one because I could, you know, easily fold it up and take it onto the max. And 
get on my way. Um, and I don't have to worry about the max being full eventually. It's like, you know, things pick back up. Um, and so it's worked out really nicely and turns out the Brompton is a great bike for all kinds of reasons. Um, and it's not a Brompton advertisement, but you know, uh, <laughs> you know, it can actually carry a lot. Um, and it's, it's, it is really efficient. Um, and it's pretty good exercise too. So, um, so that's, that's the bike I use mostly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was a family, there's a bikey family that moved here from, uh, I want to say the Sacramento area, uh, way back when, and they moved to Hillsboro and they were like, okay, we got to We got to get to Portland. <laughs> so, you know, they, it took them, it took them, I think a year or two, but then they finally made it to Portland. Um, but I have a lot of friends that, uh, that do that reverse commute where they ride into downtown, ride into Goose Hollow. Uh, and for those of you not in Portland, uh, Goose Hollow is the station where they've built a tunnel through, through the hills to go to the other, to the west side of, of the Portland metro area. And so a lot of them just ride to Goose Hollow, then they get on the, the max, the uh, light rail, take it through the tunnel, and then get off at one of the next stops and then ride the bike the rest of the way, or, or they're at their destination, one or the other. So. Yeah. Oh, a big shout out, by the way, to the, I think there was one person specifically who on bike loud, when I put my question about commuting, um, was specifically told me, well, ride to goose hollow. Um, because then you can, unfortunately, again, for those people who are not in Portland, the max is great, but then when it goes through downtown, um, it slows down a lot because there are a lot of stops and, and, um, and it just kind of has to be slow because it's a missed cars and all that kind of thing. So, um, but that person really was a, that was awesome. I forget who it was exactly. Mm-hmm. They gave me really good advice, um, nice. on how to, how to move about. Good. Oh, the uh, reason why I was asking you about your bikes, I was wondering if, uh, you've, you've, uh, picked a bike shop. Do you have a bike shop? <laughs> and, it, and you don't have to say anything. You it's not a promotion. I just wonder because uh, um, I, I get asked, oh, what, what bike shop do you use? And I'm like, well, I don't just use just one. I use many bike shops. <laughs> they're all so different and, you know, they're just, I don't know, they're just fun to go into. <laughs> totally. And, and the bike shops here are, of course, like, you know, just just amazing uh again for those people who don't live in portland yeah if you're ever in portland go to a couple of bike shops (laughs) um and armando you you, you've led these rides unfortunately i haven't had a chance to go to them yet but to the to the bike shops i think i think it's awesome yeah uh i um yeah i mean i'll say the name i i i I always talk about them on Twitter too. Clever is probably my main bike shop. Okay. Um, Clever cycles. Uh, and that partly is that it, it's close to me and it's actually on my way home from work too. Um, really like golden pliers as well mm-hmm. up in North Portland. Um, so I think right now those are probably the two main places that, that I've gone to. Um, but oh, Gladys recently have gone to a couple of times. Uh, just kind of dropped in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really cool bike shop with a saddle library, which <laughs> so cool. Yeah, that's really neat. 
saddle library for those who, who don't know it, it basically you can try out a bunch of different saddles before you buy them so you don't have to commit to one thing yeah. at first so i'm going to ask you about copenhagen and riding there because you know i always see the videos and i've never been there and it's just like all these cyclists all these just going going and it's just constant movement I and mean, to me it was like a it's like when they show you blood flow through the veins or arteries and it's just the cell you know, everything's just rushing through rushing through that's totally what it reminds me of it's like is that is it as hectic as it seems or is it just not i don't know i just it just looks like that looks too hectic for me. <laughs> give give me riding down <laughs> through uh, <laughs> That's funny. a yeah. busy street with cars and a bike lane rather than a, a small lane with a bunch of bikes in it. <laughs> That's true. That is it. It is intimidating. I mean, there are parts that are intimidating for sure. Um, I would say that uh, because we were there in the summertime, um, I think it wasn't as hectic because uh, most Scandinavian countries or all of them take a lot of time off in the summertime, uh, okay. folks do. So I think it wasn't as busy as normal. Also as a visitor, um, you know, everything's new and, you know, just everything's just wonderful. And, <laughs> and of course, the days in Copenhagen in the summertime are are kind of like here, except a couple hours longer, you know, okay. daytime. So uh, it's even more interesting, you know, 11 o'clock and it was still kind of light out. So, wow. um, but um, so no, I didn't experience that kind of frenzy feeling. Um, maybe for those reasons that I mentioned. Um, it, what, I think what was wonderful about Copenhagen was that basically any street that you took had some bicycle infrastructure on it. Um, and also that there was there were no dead ends really for people on bikes. Um, there was this sense of discovery everywhere. You just go and you, you're into something else. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that was really cool. And, to be honest with you, I think Portland, you know, I've said this multiple times over the past several months that we've been here. Uh, and my, my parents and brother who recently moved here also okay, have been saying this too. They've been riding around, uh, that it kind of feels like Scandinavia here. Uh, you know, the weather and, um, and kind of the, the feeling of it, lots of parks, people hanging out. So there, there are actually, a, to me, a lot of similarities, um, except for that we don't have that complete network of bicycle infrastructure that we, we could. Um, so, yeah, um, I th and I think that people often say that the Dutch have better bicycle infrastructure than, than the Danes do, um, but I haven't really, I haven't biked in, in Holland. Okay. When I moved here, I remember there are a couple of things I remember reading about Portland and I moved here, um, in 1996. So it was a long time ago. Um, but one of the things I remember reading about Portland is that in, in the downtown area, um, they purposefully designed it so that the blocks were 200 feet long 
and if you were at a walking pace, you could make each traffic signal. Hmm. Um, and I don't know if that was designed by, I don't know what the design of that was. That's just, I just remember reading. I guess I'll have to ask somebody from PBOT. <laughs> but I remember that just stuck into my head. I'm like, oh, and, and when I first got here, I sure enough tried, you know, walk. I mean, you have to walk the right way, but you walk the, down the street and you get to the next light and boom, it's green. And in the same way as for walking. And then uh, I think the other thing I, that I, to me, that was super cool about Portland when I moved here was that uh, they had just passed um, the ordinance that skateboards were considered vehicles in downtown. So they didn't, you couldn't ride your skateboard on the sidewalk, but you could ride it in the street um, <clears throat> with in a bike lane. And you still can; it's still um, legal to ride in a bike lane, and or if there's not a bike lane in the in the traffic lane <clears throat> itself. So I thought that was super cool i wouldn't yeah, do I it but <laughs> well now i feel like uh you know maybe what do you, do you think that it's gotten a little more aggressive driving here since you've been here or no uh more aggressive um i think there's just i think the key word there is more there's more there's more of there's more drivers, there's more cyclists, there's more scooters, there's more e-bikes, there's more of everything. And so I think, uh, I think to me, that's the key, uh, which is, and it's just more people. I mean, I don't know what the population expansion was in the last 25 years, but it's gotta be huge. Um, so I think, I think all of the more without the more infrastructure, <laughs> It didn't grow. Uh, it didn't grow together. So <laughs> I think that's where no, we're stuck. We're trying to play catch up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, th I think that's when I, as I'm reading more and more about, um, uh, the Dutch mainly, I just realized that they have just always been on the, on the forefront of progress and always challenging themselves to, to do things differently and always thinking about people rather than cars. And I, I think that's what we've been missing maybe here. I, um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to sound presumptuous because I'm new here, I, but just getting an idea about the history of things. It seems like there was some fervor, a lot of things happening nineties and early two thousands. And then maybe people got, a little bit complacent in the past five, 10 years. And, and it's not, it's just not caught up with, with where we need to be. The right. infrastructure is. I agree. Yeah. Well, um, is there anything else you'd like to say or have any questions? Um, well, I mean, uh, I would say that, uh, I have this, this, I'm an eternal optimist in a way, mm -hmm. although some people who know me may not <laughs> always see that. <laughs> or, or if you see some of my tweets and things, you may not see that either. But um, I, I really ultimately feel that um, we have a lot of influence on each other on an individual level. Uh, and since, I guess, the pandemic has eased quite uh, just a bit um and we've been around each other i've really just felt buoyed by 
the sense of of uh, uh, of a desire to make things better um, for the whole, for mm-hmm. all people here. Um, so I'm hopeful that um, as we're around each other more and we're talking more and sharing ideas, um, we can we can work together in in our different communities to to see that the realization of of uh, of a safe, friendly environment, you know, where we can cross the street without worrying <laughs> that some some someone who's distracted is going to hit us or something mm-hmm. like that. So, um, you know, like you said, I'm I'm really in this for the safe streets part of it, and biking is just you know a huge part of it for me, but could be a small part of it for someone else. But they we all share these streets, and we all are a part of this, this, this community. And so, uh, so I'm hopeful. Uh, and I, I really thank you uh, people like yourself who are, um, always putting this out there. Um, whether it's through your Instagram or Twitter or the podcast or just your existence. Um, I, I think that is really, really meaningful. Um, so I, I appreciate that. And I feel really, lucky to be a part of this this community cool thank you i think uh, i think portland's lucky to have you also thank you <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> cool <laughs> all right well hami well thank you very much for joining us today uh i'll let you go enjoy the rest of your afternoon and uh we'll talk later well thank you so much Arnold. all right take care bye-bye we got mail Well, so we have um, some mail to catch up on. Uh, we, um, from a few weeks ago, we haven't really, we've been out and about doing these like live, not live. <laughs> recorded live, the, recorded live. Well, yeah. How could you record them? <laughs> to record them with the studio audience. Uh, so we've been recording out and about on location. There we go. We've been recording on location. So we did the Pedal Palooza ride. Um, you all went to Gateway Green, and uh, Guthrie and I went out to the waterfront and talked about scooters. Oh yeah. Um, so, but what we haven't done is actually just sit down and catch up on some of the nice mail that we've gotten in a while. So we're going to do that right now. Yeah, let me uh, let me talk about this one first. So we got this mail back in May, I believe, um, from Bradley Booch. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce Bradley's last name, B-O-U-C-H. Um, but he talked about riding uh, the Tour de Tulips in Orange City, Iowa. It was their first annual ride that the, I guess it was the city that put it on. Um, and wow, they says this past Friday evening, my Wife and I checked into our room in Sioux Center, Iowa. That room was six hours and 45 minutes from their home in Ozark, so they drove a long way to get to the ride. Thanks so much to Hami for joining us today, and thanks to you all for listening. The Sprocket Podcast is produced in Portland, Oregon. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and tell your friends about us. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text 2503-847-9774. Twitter and Instagram 
at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Hurtbird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to the generous support of our patron supporters and listeners. Shadowfoot, Wayne Norman, Cameron Lean. Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish. Eric Weiss, Doug Cohen-Miller, Chris Smith. Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt. Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Drew the Welder. Anna, Andre Johnson, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and Founder of the Rear Granary. Campsite, Mac Nurse David, Jeremy Kitchen. David Belay, Tim Coleman, Harry Hugel. E.J. Finnernan, Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skato. Keith Hutchison, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson. Ryan Tam, Jason Optenberg, David Moore, Todd Grosbeck. Chris Barron, Chris, Chris Barron, Barron, Chris, Chris Barron. Sean Baird, Simon Pace, Gregory Braithwaite. Dude Luna. Hey, that's me. Emma Rooks. Philip M. Spartan Dale, Mr. T, who never really left. Bike initiative keep. Bike Initiative, Keweenaw, Sarah G. Adam D. Go Dig a Hole, Beth Hammond. Greg Murphy, Myra Martinez, Oso. Isaac M., Byron Patterson, Kirsten Graham. Aaron G., Rachel Moline, Jimmy Diso, Christopher Barnett. And our newest sponsor, Jonathan Lee. And thanks to all of our former supporters who helped us along the way. Now brush your teeth. And go to bed. <laughs> <laughs>